Welcome to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. If you're looking for something more, something different, something better, this is your opportunity. Over the next hour, we'll talk about inspiration for personal and professional success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Hello there. And welcome to the Transformation for Success show. First, I want to give a big shout out to all my international, national, and local listeners, and greetings to my West Day family. I also have a little announcement today, listeners, too. I want you to access my television channel on voiceamericatv.com, where you can see my shows on the Total Woman Show. We're uploading new shows each week, and coming soon are the financial and health channels with great programming. So do watch and write your comments and feedback. You know, I am very excited today as we have one of the country's most inspiring leaders, David Corbin, who is a keynote speaker, business advisor, president of private and public corporations, inventor, mentor, and has been featured in many, many films. And most of his friends will say he's a pretty good guy. David Corbin has been referred to as Robin Williams with an MBA because of his very practical, high, relevant content speeches coupled with entertaining and sometimes downright side-splitting stories. Corbin is a former psychotherapist with a background in healthcare and has served as a management and leadership consultant to businesses and organizations of all sizes. So I want you to stay tuned as you're going to learn more about this man who's changed the lives of so many individuals around the world. You can call in today's show toll-free and join the discussion at 888-346-9141 or if you're calling internationally, 001-480-553-5754. I welcome you also to Skype your comments and or questions to me or David Corbin on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. We do welcome your feedback, so send your comments or questions to me during the show at info at transformationforsuccess.com, and don't be shy. You can also access me on my channel pages that I mentioned before, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I know that your listeners are going to really benefit today from the show as Mr. Corbin is going to share some very insightful and helpful information about his life journey. More importantly, how he believes that in order to maximize your productivity and enjoy life, you need to be harnessing the positive power of negative thinking. Well, please call your friends. Tell them to be sure to Download the discussion later in case you weren't able to see the show or they missed the show. But now, let me welcome and present my guest, Mr. David Corbin. Hello, David. (laughs) Hello, Dr. B. How are you today? I am fantastic, and I'm excited. Boy, did you have a background. My goodness. (laughs) I was thinking. It makes me sound like I'm about 110 years old. I look at your picture and you're very young, very young man, <laughs> but you kind well, of... I'm trying to reverse after, age here. I hear that. And because, and I understand because of your healthy lifestyle of daily raw smoothies and fitness routine, 
And guess what? You got a fan because I'm the same way. <laughs> I believe that. Yeah, I, 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 love, uh, I, love, I love the lifestyle, Barbara. I really do. Um, it's, and it's become lifestyle. I don't have to think about it. I don't have to work at it. I'm blessed to uh, be with the most amazing woman who's the co-author of my latest book, which is called Resanity. Uh, and Resanity is taking on the myths of the uh, food industry and the pharmaceutical industry. So the two of us have a lifestyle which is just absolutely uh, delicious and refreshing and fortifying. Well, you know, that's great because I'll have to have you back on the show to talk about that uh, with your partner, Resanctity. Resanctity? Is that re- it? Or Resanctify? Re- 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 it's, it's actually Resanity because of this. Oh, Resanity. Okay. This, this insane sort of world we live in. Oh. Um, it's <laughs> not, but it seems that way. And um, so many people are living an insane lifestyle, and we're saying, capture it back. Let's get into Resanity, not Insanity. I like that. I do. Well, I'm so delighted that you're on the show today. And I want you to tell me a little bit about yourself and your background. Well, you know, I, I, I started out as a, as a, as a child with a, with very low self-esteem. I just didn't feel worthy. And, and apparently that's not all that uncommon. In fact, one of my no. colleagues said that we come into this plane with three big fat lies. One is that we're separate from source. Two is that we're, we're just not good enough. And right. three is that we're in total control of our destiny, which is lie, lie, lie. And mm-hmm. so I certainly lived that life early on, not really feeling uh, terribly good about myself. And because of that, I've developed some, you know, compensation skills. I became a, a good influencer. I became sort of the life of the party uh, and all. And those skills were great skills to acquire. Now that I'm a bit older um, and I truly like and love myself, um, I don't have to be any way, um, but I, I still retain the skills of influence and persuasion uh, and communication. So that was a beautiful thing. That led me to want to become a psychotherapist, which I did. Um, mm-hmm. Now I dropped the therapist part. I'm just a psycho. And, and, uh, and, uh, and so, but I do, I do bring psychology into all aspects yeah. of my, 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 right. bi- my life and, and certainly right. my business. Uh, and so, you know, I, I became a psychotherapist, went on to go to medical school, decided I didn't want to do that. I think I'm the only one who went to medical school for one day. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> And then got involved in in business, uh, and I was pretty successful at that. Uh, And then uh, because of that success, I went on to do consulting, and that was in about 1979, um, and that's what I've been doing since 1979. Well, you know, David, one of the things you point out, too, that uh, coming into the world, uh, many of us, as you say, we have three things that are, are, are against us, all of us, and that low esteem. And But having to become that good influencer and in life of the party was really a way of sort of hiding the real David until uh, what I'm seeing. But you became good at it and were able to use it as a strength. That's what I, I conclude from what you've said with your background. But uh, I want to com- compliment you because it isn't everybody that goes to medical school and drops out after one day. 
<laughs> but I want to applaud you for that. <laughs> you know, and it was a blessing. Uh, I'll tell you, it was a blessing yeah. because, yeah. frankly, I probably saved more lives by not becoming a doctor. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, I just, I listened to that still small voice within, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, you may call God or the higher self or whatever. Uh, and, and that even though the ego uh, was there, wow, I got into medical school, uh, the desire to please and to um, impress, you know, mom and dad or whatever, that small voice said, you know, David, healthcare is not going in the direction that you want to go in. Uh, it's not your cup of tea. I got, in, I got involved and accepted, not because of my grades, but because I created a very early, one of the seminal crisis intervention centers, suicide prevention mm. and uh, drug uh, rescue uh, centers. And that was really, my path was, was my, and my goal and my love and my passion was that, which was for helping people, reaching right. out, sharing and all. So, um, yeah, so uh, it, was, it was really a blessing to realize, you know, David Corbin, this is not for you. It's not it. Uh, you have a different yeah. path. Right. I bet you've helped a lot of people, you know, over the years who maybe started on a path as you did to realize and help them realize that that's not really your passion. That's not really your calling. That's not really where you should be. And well, you're, I mean, you're right. am, I, am I kind of correct in saying that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are. In fact, you know, the, the, the acronym, with, uh, not the acronym, but the, the, the title or moniker that's been given me, and I, and I wear it with great honor, is the mentor to mentors, because I've uh, found myself uh, mentoring a lot of people, some, some people who, whose books you've read or speeches you've listened to or maybe even uh, movies you've gone to, and that is my sweet spot. I, I love the covenant of mentorship. I just love that. And I'm, I'm, I feel blessed to to recognize that and to have skills that can uh, can bless and fortify others. Uh, and yeah, and sometimes it's um, helping individuals identify whether they are or are not on the path of of perhaps their highest self, their highest right. choosing. Yeah, I like that. Uh, and and, and that that's word. an honor. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, you know, one of the things uh, I was curious about how you moved uh, from here you are, you know, the business coach and your, your journey as a speaker and business advisor and how you got into becoming the host and star of the movie, Pass It On. And as I was reading all of your colleagues, Mark Victor Hansen, Brian Tracy, Dennis Waitley, Evander Holyfield, Les Brown, and all these other luminaries, I was like, oh, my God, how did that happen, David? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh... It's it's kind of crazy, and it really I do feel uh, that I've got sort of you know spirit under my wings taking me to yeah. places where yeah. I consciously didn't necessarily choose. Um, really, uh, in one of my books, Psyched on Service, in the beginning, I said, you know, I think I'm the real life Forrest Gump. You know, not not the smartest <laughs> guy in the world, but the luckiest. Um, but but in answer to your question, how did that happen? I I had started a publishing company. I found, it's really interesting, I, I found that the, the government, the United States government, um, and the military in particular, was buying more goods and services than anyone else in the world. And they also had to prefer 
uh, by doctrine and decree of the government, they had to prefer small women and minority-owned businesses. And I went, right. hmm, this is right. interesting. Uh, but mm-hmm. it's difficult for a small woman or minority-owned business to get behind the doors in the military to say, hi, you know, Barbara's the name, and uh, O-rings <laughs> and gaskets and office supplies is the game. And it was difficult. So mm-hmm. I invented the military's supplier's guide uh, and blanket purchase agreement directories, and I built that company up with two partners and a $100 investment uh, wow. to uh, 14 Western states and millions of dollars. And um, so we built that, we built that up uh, quickly. And then when I sold that business, and, and had I not sold the business, I would have lost it and my house, by the way, at the time for wow. lack of mentorship. Um, wow. It was after I sold it and I had some notoriety uh, that I, I teamed up with a fellow named Brian Tracy, who, whose right. name you mentioned, and you probably know Brian's work. Uh, right. He had just moved down from Canada. And um, I had wonderful offers to work with some amazing legendaries. I knew I wanted to be in the area of, of influence and personal development and professional and business development. Uh, and I chose Brian over the rest um, because of his amazing brilliance. Uh, my goodness, oh, he's... Yes. He's yes. a remarkable, and if people don't know who he is, I, I suggest they take a peek because he's got just the highest level of integrative complexity. He's quite encyclopedic. And then when Brian and I partnered up and we helped to build his notoriety and our business, um, it was there that I met so many amazing people. Uh, and perhaps had I not teamed up with Brian, I don't know how it would have been, but um but that really helped to open up uh, a lot of relationships. And because I'm a relationship guy, mm-hmm. um, you know, I maintain those relationships uh, and I've been able to influence some of them and mentor some of them and um, get some results. And, you know, once you do good, uh, you don't have to market. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know? will come to you. And I, and I like two things that you've mentioned um, that resonate with me, and that's mentor, mentorship, and relationships, because it is so mm. important. <clears throat> so I hope you listeners out there at least get that point. And also click in to Brian Tracy, because truly he is an incredible man. In fact, uh, a lot of your colleagues are incredible people. And w- when you started this movie, pass it on. Tell me a little bit about, because uh, you discussed in your movie, Pass It On, W-I-S-H, that acronym. What does that acronym mean? <laughs> you know, it's, it's interesting. We found that when, when we look at what people really want in life, it seems to be W-I-S-H, wealth, inspiration, uh-huh. success, and happiness. Wealth, inspiration, success, and happiness. And, and, and it happens to make the word wish. And people say, does that mean you can wish your way into success? No, not even no. close. You really do have to get off the couch, put the, put the remote control down and the uh, bag of chips and get off your bum and, and, and get to work. But that is, those are the four areas that people seem to aspire uh, towards and and in the in the movie, which is great, and you can download it for free now. Uh, it takes yes. you into a bank, and the bank has four major vaults: one for wealth, one inspiration, one success, and one happiness. And inside those vaults, mm-hmm. you don't find diamonds and 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 platinum. No, no, <laughs> you find things much more valuable. You have 
some of these amazing luminaries who are sharing their ideas in those four major areas. I, I love it. Wealth, inspiration, success, happiness. And I'm glad there's a vault where they can look at that. So listeners out there, I want you to be sure to go. Now, what do, where do they go to get Pass It On? Is there, do you have anchor letters for them that they can go to uh, look at Pass It On? You know, if anybody just uh, Googles uh, Pass okay. It On, the Pass It On movie, okay. uh, they'll get the link and it'll take you right. And uh, right now we've opened it up, so it's, it's absolutely free. We gift it to everyone. Uh, and there you'll find, you know, people like Brian and Mark Victor Hansen and John Astraff, a lot of our friends who were uh, just in the movie The Secret. And uh, mm-hmm. they're now, the, the follow-up to the movie The Secret is Pass It On. And then we've got uh, Seth Green and Mario Lopez mm-hmm. and Evander mm-hmm. Holyfield and just a whole bunch of wonderful people, Rudy Rudiger from the movie and uh, just sharing their thoughts and ideas. And it's, it's really applied wisdom. That's passed on, you know. Okay, I was going to ask that. Yeah. What? Pass it on. Mm. Well, you know what? We're going to take a quick break and we're going to come right back because I have a lot more intriguing questions I want to ask you that I know the listeners are going to enjoy your answers. So stay tuned because we're going to be right back after this quick commercial break. And thank you for listening. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Can you think of anybody who does not want a better life and to be a better person? Think about that for a second. Almost everyone wants to be better, but how does one go about doing that? One thing that is making people better every week is tuning into the Self-Improvement Show with Dr. Irene Conlon. All real change comes from within. But many of us don't know where to find the information or guidance we need to make the changes that bring about the improvement. Most of us don't know how to work within. Listen Thursdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Do you or somebody you love have a struggle with abuse? You don't need to be a slave to your abuse anymore. Listen for Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything with Dr. Lisa Cooney. Dr. Lisa overcame struggles in her own life. Two decades of sexual, emotional, and physical abuse nearly took their toll. In her 20s, she turned her life around and set upon a path to help others. She can help you find the key to take control of your life, too. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, hi there, and welcome back today to the Transformation for Success Show with my guest, Mr. David Corbin, and we are talking about harnessing the positive power of negative thinking. Now, David, 
because of his very practical, high relevant content speeches that he gives that's entertaining and side-splitting stories is here today to talk about a very important thing. One, how to harness that positive power of negative thinking. And as we went on break, we were talking about the movie Pass It On, where he was the host and star. So, David, welcome back. And we were talking about the acronym WISH that you discussed in your movie Pass It On, which is Wealth, Inspiration, Success, and Happiness. I love it. (laughs) So, tell me, because I'm curious, you've had such sort of a fascinating life thus far, really. Um, Were there any experiences that you had of adversity where you had to overcome obstacles? Because so many people out there I know listening uh, are are going through some challenging times right now. It's a challenging world, as you very well know. So I'm wondering if you can shed some light on what did you do when you did have some difficult times in your life journey? Well, boy, that's a a very rich question. Thank you. Well, you know, life is is filled with adversity and therefore opportunity. I I believe that, you know, the universe always gives us this experience to instruct, never to obstruct. And I know that there's always a lesson in that. You know, I'm... I'm, uh, (laughs) uh, I'm now sitting uh, on the porch of a building on my property, which is a cottage and it's my office. Mm -hmm. And this wonderful home that I live in, which has land and, and orchards mm-hmm. and all, I almost lost years ago wow. when, wow. Uh, as I mentioned, that one company, mm-hmm. um, had I not sold it um, to a company, uh, Bertelsmann, that came into the United States from Germany, and they bought RCA Records and Arista Records and Doubleday Books and Bantam Books and Dell Books, and they bought my company. Um, had I not sold it to them, I really would have lost it and this house and I and, and my wife at the oh, time. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. That this is thirty years ago. Uh, we were pregnant uh, with our son Benjamin, who just turned mm-hmm. thirty years old. <laughs> Doctor wow. Corbin. Um, but had I not uh, sold the business, I'd have lost it, and I couldn't tell her about the adversity because she had already had two miscarriages. So oh. I really had to, as they say, you know, man up or person up and and, and deal yeah. with this. Right, um, right. And it was a a scary time, uh, and really what I did is I just went deep um, inside and asked mm-hmm. myself, you know, why is this happening? Uh, in my book, Illuminate, I teach mm-hmm. a three-step model, which I didn't know then, frankly, uh, mm-hmm. but I do now, and I teach now, and the three-step model is face it, follow it, and fix it. Face it, follow it, and fix it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. in life, you can't solve everything that you face, but you can't solve anything unless you face it. Um, That's absolutely right. It's a great Mm -hmm. quote from an amazing philosopher who influenced me earlier. Um, And um, in any event, uh, so so I I said, what is it that I'm not facing? Uh, And I realized what I wasn't facing is is that Mm -hmm. I didn't have mentorship. I really didn't have anybody helping me out in the area of business management and leadership development. And Mm -hmm. when I followed that, why don't I have that? I never really mm-hmm. studied it, and I didn't have people around me. Follow that into the future, and mm-hmm. I'm going to probably confront the same problem and situation. And the fix was to get mentorship, study and learn the areas that I was not so strong on, and mm-hmm. I've been doing that ever since. <laughs> so it's what I learned. It's what uh, saved me. It's what um, I now share 
with individuals from, you know, CEOs of Fortune 50 companies and cabinet members right on to solopreneurs and individuals and frontline employees and whatnot is, what are you not facing? Yeah. Uh, and make a list and then follow it. What's causing it, it mm-hmm. and what, Absolutely. and you know, what's going to happen in the future and then, and then get to work on fixing it. So we talk, I talk about the, <laughs> I just wrote a note to myself. It says the three F's that you can use, <laughs> face it, follow it and fix it. <laughs> That's it. And then you can forget about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the <other> F. <laughs> That's the fourth one. Forget but, about know, it. It's all about getting real, Dr. Barbara. It's about getting real. And if you really go inside and ask yourself, what is it that I'm not facing about either myself or my business or my family? What is it I'm not facing? Uh, and then you follow it. You know, why is it that way? Where is that coming from? And then follow it into the future. Well, what happens if I don't resolve it? Um, then you're motivated, you know, to getting to work on, if you will, closing the gap between where you are in that regard and where you feel you want to be. And when you do that, man, you get such peace of mind. And I really think that's the bottom line, isn't it? It is. And I think that's what most people want, to be able to have that peace of mind no matter where it is, but to have that. And I, and I really like this because, you know, and you were talking on break about uh, you like working with women. Uh, I'm very passionate about empowering women. And one of the one of the challenges over the years has been for me is to help women. And that's one of my goals was to help women be able to see it, to see what it is. And you're using face it, but to really look at that and look at yourself, number one, in the mirror, uh, facing that inner person and realizing, follow it. Why have I made certain mistakes? Why have I, you know, fallen into certain entrapments? And then how do I fix it? So that thank you so much for that. Thank you so much. You know, uh, you also featured in another movie, uh, Napoleon Hill's Foundation movie, Three Feet from Gold. That was a book, I do believe, um, one of his yes. books. Um, what, what was Three Feet from Gold about? Well, that's another amazing thing. Three Feet from Gold comes from a, uh, from a story which is within a book. And the book is called Think and Grow Rich by okay. Dr. Napoleon Hill. Napoleon Hills, yeah. 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 Okay. And uh, we did all this in concert with the Napoleon Hill Foundation. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the fellows that I've mentored, uh, we're going on 14 years of mentorship right now, a wonderful, wonderful gentleman uh, and speaker and author, he's now in about 45 books. His name is Greg Reed, R-E-I-D, and he's, he's a wonderful guy. And uh, so Greg teamed with the Napoleon Hill Foundation and decided to write this this book, and the book is from the story within Think and Grow Rich about R.U. Darby, uh, who was um, mining gold, and uh, everything was going real well, and then it stopped. <laughs> And he, he kept digging. Uh, do you know the story? Yeah, he found it in his backyard or front yard. <laughs> well, yeah, he's digging and digging and no more gold. And he stopped digging. And um, and he basically sold everything that he had, the equipment and everything, for like $100 to a junk man. And the junk man uh, said, well, wait a second. Let me do a little research. Let me face, follow, and fix this. And he realized the way gold, uh, it, it, the way you find gold, it, it goes in this one angle. And, 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 and if you just keep digging uh, in this particular angle, you'll find it. And he was actually, the fellow was three feet from gold 
when he gave up, you see. And, uh, and this junk man researched it, went three feet more, and found another huge, huge vein of gold, which now fills Fort Knox. <laughs> and, and the concept is, is how many of us stop digging when we're just three feet from yep. gold. Oh, yeah. And we just yep. sort of give up instead of chase, follow, and fix. You see, we just sort of stop. And so that's what that, that's the story, which is the seminal uh, piece uh, to the movie and to the book. And, and the book interviews people in areas where they didn't stop. They kept going, and they've achieved a whole lot. I'm talking about, oh, gosh, the guy who started a little company. You might not know his name, but you'll know the company that he, he started. It's a company called Remax. Uh, oh, yes. And, oh, and, yes. And other wonderful people, when they just oh. didn't quit, they kept going. They had that stickability, which is the title of another book that Greg uh, wrote. And so that's where that comes from. And, you know, our listeners know that there have been times in their lives when they stopped digging, when they were just three feet from their gold, you know. And so true. determination and desire uh, keeps you digging. Uh, and, uh, you know, sometimes it's not so easy to know when you should stop, when you're, you know, maybe you're, you're barking up the wrong tree, uh, no matter how loud you're barking. But others know that, you know, sometimes you're barking up the tree and you hit an obstacle, and instead of going on, like my friend Dr. Barbara once <laughs> quoted uh, the story of, um, of a guy named Thomas Edison, who, you know, he could have stopped digging three right. feet away from his inventions. That's uh, right. But instead he said, nope, I'm just learning another way that doesn't work. I'm learning another way that doesn't work on my way to the way that does work. And, of course, we know the end of that story with Thomas Alva Edison and everything that he accomplished because he didn't stop digging. Because he didn't give up. So that's a good message out there for my listeners. Do not give up. Some of you are almost at the finish line you're almost at three feet from gold. So keep digging. Keep digging in. David, I love a quote that you have been attributed to that says, you are either green, growing, or ripe and rotten. <laughs> Please tell me your amazing story, how you actually connected with this quote. <laughs> this is a crazy story, Dr. B. I was at a little party uh, years ago in 1969 with about 500,000 friends. We called it Woodstock. And uh, so I had just turned 17, and I was at Woodstock. And um, actually, that's where that came from. I um, It was raining, cats and dogs. And if you've ever seen the movie Woodstock, uh, you'll see that we were... About we were in deep, deep, deep mud. It just was pouring down us. We we're united in love and peace and harmony and joy and connection, camaraderie and the like. Uh, and the rain just kept coming down on us. And so I um, got there, and instead of just going somewhere and trying to, you know, cloister somewhere, I saw there was backstage. So I just kept walking backstage. And while I was backstage, I kept walking right into the dryness of a sound truck and I stayed there and and nobody nobody stopped me and I just slept in the sound truck and it was nice and dry and it was pretty cool I woke up in the morning and I looked out and there's 
Jimi Hendrix and Janis Joplin and The Who and all these people walking around. I was like, oh, my goodness. And I was all alone. The worst part was there was no one for me to go, oh, my God, look, 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 there's Janis Joplin. Can you believe it? You know, I didn't have anybody I could nudge. Well, bottom line is, is uh, I... I I had to, uh, it was time for me to go to the bathroom, and even a dog doesn't <laughs> pee pee in his own bed, so I, right. <laughs> I left the sound truck, and, uh, and they said, uh, what are you doing here? I said, oh, no, it's okay. I was a New York kid, you know. I said, no, it's okay. No, it's not okay. You can't be here. And so just as I was ready to leave, there was a guy sitting there, cross-legged, and he looked at me, he had this big afro, and he, he tractor-beamed his eyes towards mine, and he, he looked at me and he said, like he knew me, he said, man, like you're either green and growing or you're ripe and rotting. You're never standing still. So I, I thought, I'm a 17-year-old kid, I thought, okay, I didn't know what he was talking about. And, um, but later on, years later, I knew exactly what he was talking about. You're either getting better or you're getting worse and you're never standing still. And I've been teaching that and living that ever since. And it's the basis of the consulting. It's the basis of illuminate, face it, follow it, and fix it. And so that's where that came from, from this guy who I don't know if he was stoned out of his mind or on LSD or whatever. But, man, uh, I think spirit spoke to me through him, and life has never been the same. I love it. Um, So when I use it, I'm going to attribute it to David Corbett said, (laughs) you're either green and growing. (laughs) Go go right ahead. I I don't know who that guy was. (laughs) That that is wonderful. Well, you know, I want to kind of digress a moment and go back to, because one of the things – um, I know for personally, and so do you, so many people are stressed out at today and negative. I mean, just negative thinking. Uh, I have been a strong proponent of trying to help people erase and eradicate those negative thoughts. Now, mm-hmm. you have uh, uh, discussed, I'd like for you to discuss in context, because I know you have this with the wish that we talked about, wealth, inspiration, success, and uh, happiness. How does uh, this acronym, if, if I can call it an acronym, uh, help us to reduce the stress in our lives when we're confronted with negative thoughts? Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, if, you, if you till your soil and you're going to plant a garden, uh, as I do every spring, um, I remember one time I, I had my, my garden all tilled up and ready to go, and I got a call from Motorola, and I had spoken for them a number of times as a keynote speaker, and their speaker had to cancel, and they said, you know, Mr. Corbin, would you come and speak for us? And I said, well, you know, I'm, I'm taking a little time out to do my gardening and stuff, and, and no thank you, but I'm happy to introduce you to someone else. No, no, no. They said, we, we really want you and this and that, and I said, but I can't. They said, well, how about if we we double your fee. And I said, well, that's interesting, but you know, I really do want to do this. And then they offered me even more money. And I said, I'll be right there. <laughs> so, uh, so I did go and I, I did the speech. And, and when I came back and my garden was there, I came back, it was about a week. Uh, I did two speeches and came back after about a week's time. And guess what was growing in my garden? <laughs> weeds. <laughs> so weeds will grow, which are kind of a negative thing. 
easier than flowers, vegetables, and plants, you know, as you know. And uh, I come to realize that so do negative thoughts, and they will grow faster than anything else. You don't have to water the negative thoughts. You don't have to do anything. They just sort of grow. And so what I found is through the law of concentration, the law of substitution, the conscious mind cannot hold two opposing thoughts at the same time. So mm-hmm. if you constantly water, nurture plants, water, etc., positive plants in there, you can't help but have them uh, grow, but it takes work. I mean, you have to plant them in there, knowing full well that mm-hmm. negatives will grow faster. You need to consciously and proactively plant positive thoughts and ideas. So every morning before I get out of bed, actually shortly after I get out of bed, my knees hit the ground next to my bed before my feet do. And I bow down like our, like our Muslim brothers, and I give thanks for right. anything. I go right into gratitude for anything. It could be the warm bed I just got out of or the shower that's coming up or the meal I had last night or the magnificent woman who's in my life. Whatever it is, you can always find things that show gratitude. And with right. gratitude, you cannot be negative. You can't be. It's impossible. So you're you going to, what you're basically saying is you have to plant that seed and plant it every day to counteract that negative thinking. Okay, we're going to take a quick short break. We'll be right back with my guest, Mr. David Corbin. And thank you for listening because we've got a lot more to share in the next few minutes. So thank you for listening. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. How are you doing in your life? Do you control your life, or does it control you? In our hectic, overconnected world, do you spend too much time feeling tired and wired? Tune in to Master Your Life with hosts Leah Mattinson and Dr. Howard Rankin for inspiration, insight, and intelligence on how to gain control of yourself and your life. Along with some inspirational and knowledgeable guests, Leah and Howard will give you the tools needed to help you on your journey. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, hi there, and welcome back to the Transformation for Success show with my guest today, Mr. David Corbin. And we are talking about harnessing the positive power of negative thinking. We have had quite a time, David. And listen, uh, before we went on break, when we talked about negative thoughts and how, like weeds, you had explained, weeds grow without watering, without anything. They will just grow. 
And for those of you who plant gardens, you really well aware of that. And then for us in California, we've had a lot of rain over the last couple of months, David, as you very well know. So weeds have grown in places in my backyard that were never weeds. So it's the same as negative thoughts, as he pointed out, and that just as we plant a garden, we really have to plant seeds for that positive power to counteract the negative thinking. So, David, is our, is our last minute addendum you want to add to that? <laughs> well, you know, I, I'm sitting, in, and I also, because I've got acreage, and I don't water at all, because in Southern California, you know, water is at a premium. But, yeah, everything is beautiful and green and gorgeous uh, in parts of uh, my property, which we don't water typically. But those really are weeds. And uh, the grass, you have to nurture, but the weeds come up. And the same thing with, with negative thoughts. You know, I believe that when we come into this world and we really believe that we're not good enough, uh, that lies sometimes at the surface. Uh, Frederick Nietzsche, the philosopher, said that fatigue causes man to fight battles previously won. And when we're tired, we can go back to the old way, which could be the insecurity, the inferiority, the I'm not good enough, etc. And when we identify that and we see that for what it is, it will evaporate like a vampire in the light of day. You see, when you take problems, issues, and concerns, and you illuminate them, you shed light on them, right. they, um, they, they could evaporate. However, when you keep them in the dark, those things will multiply like They'll mushrooms. They'll and grow. Say. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, and so when you well, identify it, right. pardon? Well, I was thinking about that in terms of like uh, dealing with a lot of women who've had experiences of sexual assault or uh, domestic violence, and they're not able to talk about it. That problem magnifies. But when they begin to shed light on it, to begin to come forth and to share that, then it dissipates. That you know, it becomes different in the light of the experience. So I, I'm just sort of seconding that, and it's just sort of like, wow. Yeah. Wow. You know, now, years ago when I, when I was a psychotherapist, we were trained in dealing with rape victims. Um, perhaps one of the most disgusting um, uh, crimes uh, ever. Um, you know, you and I have worked in, in Africa, and I remember uh, consulting with a school down there, and of the 700 students, uh, 500 of them were young women, and I was told afterwards that about 80% of them had been raped, most of them by a family member. It was, it was very, very sobering, and it was years before that that I had studied. The federal government uh, paid for my education to learn how to deal with rape victims, and one of the things I found, it's, it's really quite remarkable. I, I should throw this in first. I don't believe in empowering women. I believe in repowering women. Women have power. It. Women have amazing right. Right. power. Unfortunately, uh, sometimes it gets lost, and they get mm -hmm. lost. Uh, so rather than empowering women, I repower them and then have them tap into the power that they have. What I found with, with women who've been experienced the heinous crime of sexual assault and abuse is, uh, unfortunately, they hold on to that for a long time, and some women never resolve. And what we found is, is that there's two parts here. One are the negative emotions, 
And the other part is a lesson or a gift. Now, there's, what kind of a lesson or gift can someone have from rape? I don't know what it is, and they don't know what it is. But unless they can separate out the negative emotions from that lesson, they're right. going to bind and they're going to hold those negative emotions forever. So we actually have them take the lesson, no matter what it is, give it a color, let's say it's white, and they put it in a place that is reserved for their lessons in life, whatever it is. And then they separate their negative emotions, and then the negative emotions can go away, and they move in peace. It's a crazy technique, but it works. No, it, it works. just works. It works. Yeah, yeah. I, I've done similar work, and yes, it does. I agree. You know, uh, I'm just going to sort of shift just a bit because I know you have written a new book. It's just come out called Preventing Brand Slaughter, and I, I know we're segueing from. Uh, uh, negative lessons and 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 making it a gift, but uh, how this book came about preventing brand slaughter. I'm intrigued with the title of it. <laughs> First, second, and third degree. Yeah. <laughs> It's a it's a provocative title, and you know we all you know our businesses have a brand which is our essence, our values, our ethic, uh, how we're known, how we want to be known. Our businesses have a brand, we have a brand, and much like Green and Growing or Illuminate, um, I find that you're either building your brand. Or you're killing your brand. You're either supporting it and and you're living and acting and behaving in brand integrity or else you're undermining it and killing your brand, which is what we call brand slaughter. Uh, You're literally killing the brand unless you're building it. And so, you know, an owner of a company might say, well, you know, I didn't do that bad thing. My employee did. So I said, okay, well, fine. Now you're, you're under trial for brand slaughter in the second degree because you are responsible. So we teach people the importance of building and living your brand and making sure that everyone in your organization, it could just be you or it could be a number of people, knows what the brand is and knows how to live that brand at every aspect of their day. And so we, uh, we have some fun with that. Actually, the book is a lovely story about a hospital, and, uh, and you, you learn how to do what's called an Abbey, which is an audit mm-hmm. of brand integrity. And so you list out what the brand is and the qualities and characteristics and values of the brand, and then you make a list with all of the different interactions you have, and you observe where are you building it and where are you, well, let's just say hurting it or killing it because nothing's Mm -hmm. neutral. And they go around, they do that audit, and before long, they know the brand very well. They know how to live and carry that brand. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So the book is a lovely story about a hospital and, uh, mm-hmm. and a, a security guard who actually lives the brand. And then there's this cardiac surgeon who's very famous. He doesn't care about the brand. He just cares about doing his surgery. And in the story... The uh, the, the uh, security guard eventually teaches the uh, the surgeon. I won't give the story away because no. it's a lovely story. Some people actually cry at certain parts of the story, but ultimately you emerge saying, "Hey, mm-hmm. what is my brand?" 
and, and how does that show up in my day-to-day activities? And how can I really build the brand? And, oh, man, let me look backwards, not with shame or blame, but let me look backwards at how maybe I haven't been living the brand. What can I do differently after the audit of brand integrity? And, well, people learn, and, and I've had some people really, really multiply their productivity by going through that process. How, how do they actually... Uh can you say it in a few uh, simple sentences? How do they kill? How do they actually commit brand slaughter? Well, I can give you a perfect example. My Great. my beloved uh, Ann Smith, who's an architect. Uh, she's now we're branding her as the lifestyle architect, and she's the co-author of our book Resanity. We were uh, at the bank yesterday, and we had some banking to do. Um, the original guy had made some mistakes. He was supposed to call her back. He never did. She called. They spoke. He was supposed to call her back. Well, that's killing the brand, isn't it? So I went in yes. there to speak to the bank manager because I've been banking there for 32 years, and she's on the phone and doesn't even acknowledge us. Finally, 10 minutes later, she said, are you waiting for me? Well, yeah, we are. She goes, okay, um, it'll be another 10 minutes. I'm like, what's going on here? (laughs) This is service Uh, recovery. You're adding uh insult to injury, and they're destroying the brand because their brand is personalized banking, making sure that we take care of you. We have another account uh, where they actually greet you at the door at the bank, mm-hmm. and how can we help you? And they and this so they were killing the brand, killing the slowly. brand, right? Yeah, yeah. That, uh, that's brand that's a, slaughter. That's a great example, and uh, and I'm glad <laughs> because I think we might see a lot of that today, where people actually are committing and, and killing the brand. And the other thing could be <clears throat> fraudulent activity. They're not living um, integrity. They're they're living uh, a life of fraudulent activity, you know. When I because so, fraudulent so activity true. means a lot of ways, and they can do that in a lot of ways. <laughs> sure, we okay. see it every day. We see it all the time when people are not. And you know what happens is is you know you own the you own the business or you're managing a business, and if your employees don't know what the brand is and what it looks like in their daily activities, well, that's that's going to happen. Now on the see. Employees need to take ownership and feel like like they own the business. They have to be engaged and involved and enrolled in the business, you see. But if they feel like they're not, it's kind of like, I don't know about you, but I've never changed the oil in my rental car because I don't own it, you know. And, And people who don't feel ownership in a business, they don't know what the brand is, they don't care about what the brand is, or maybe they... They just don't even know about it. Nobody's ever taught them. Um, well, things kind of fall apart pretty quickly. And we live in a service economy, which is based on connection, service, right. support, and love. So, um, yeah, so that's why I think that uh, I, I know that preventing brand slaughter is going to have a great influence. Um, it's already number one on Amazon. It just came out. It's been holding out number one. And we're hoping okay. to get it up on the Wall Street Journal bestseller list. Oh, that is great, David. I am happy to hear about that. What What are some of the important things that you'd like my listeners to take away today? Something uh, or some things that are practical that they can use right away. Well, you know, as an entrepreneur, you know, I invent products and, and services and I build companies around them and I sell them. And so I've got a lot of practical experience. Not, it's not from the books. 
because, you know, I studied science, psychology, and whatnot. I didn't study business. But that's not true because I study business by doing business. Mm-hmm. And so I believe service and connection and love in, in business is important. I wrote a book called Psyched on Service, The Inner Game mm-hmm. of Service Mentality. I believe that that's important. I believe in getting real and making a list of those issues that you may not be facing. What does your business need? What does your life need? Rate yourself on a scale of 1 to 10 in those areas where you're an eight or a seven or a nine, Mm -hmm. as the song goes, Mm -hmm. accentuate the positive. Where you're a two, three, or four, don't eliminate the negative, illuminate the negative. And Mm -hmm. I wrote the book, Illuminate. I believe very powerfully in being the brand, so I wrote the book, Preventing Brand Slaughter. And Mm -hmm. I also believe that, like, I don't know how Steve Jobs is spending his money lately, Oh, that's right. He's not because he's not here. I believe in health, health and vitality, the Mm -hmm. unencumbered entrepreneur. And that's why I believe in taking responsibility for your health, your energy by eating the right foods, getting the right sleep, drinking the right water, doing the right exercise and movement. And that's why we wrote the book with Ann Smith, the lifestyle architect, Resanity, Truths About Food, Pharmacy, Pharmaceuticals, and lifestyle. So I would say those areas get real, serve and love, be consistent, and stay healthy. Those are the those are the I love it. That I, found. I love it. And I know my listeners, you have gained some very important things today. And we got some bonuses because we got to know about his new book that is coming out. And I want you to rush and get that book. And where can they get that book? Well, you know, all of our books are available on Amazon, and I just send people to Amazon. Uh, The Lifestyle Architect, uh, you know, davidcorbin.com is my my mothership, and anybody who's ever interested in my ideas, my mentoring, my macro mentoring, my micro mentoring, they go to davidcorbin.com, and I personally answer all emails at david at davidcorbin.com. Thank you, David. I really enjoyed the conversation today, and I'm so glad that you were my guest today. So, listeners, I want you to practice the things that we were shared today with David Corbin, the positive power of negative thinking. So, practice harnessing that positive power. I want you to live well, be better, be healthy, be excellent in everything you do, and by all means, be forever transformed as you continue your journey. This is Dr. Young, your Transformation for Success coach, signing off. Have a very blessed week. And again, David, thank you so much. We appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 noon Pacific time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Or join us for our replay every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific time on the Voice America Women's Channel. Have an outstanding week. 